0: Phil Meister's joining us. Mossy, good morning.
1: Good morning. How are you guys? <laughs> Terrific. Uh, you'll, you'll be over there uh, with my brother.
0: Oh, he's over right?
1: there? John, uh, John will be at day four. Fair of, the, uh, of at Lord's. The, the Lord's Test. Yeah. Great Sheffield player, John, wasn't he? Oh, gee, great. Gets uh, thrown around a little bit too easily. At least someone, time.
0: one of the boys had some sporting ability. <laughs> he, he made shield level, did he, Phil? He certainly did. Wow. That's yeah, really
1: good. He played played for Victoria for uh, I think it was seven seven seasons. Played seven. over in England for for the same amount of time. Seven out of was nine he seasons, a, I think. John Moss was he an
0: opening bat? He was uh,
1: around his wasn't he? Uh, in his own lunchtime. He was, he was usually <laughs> uh, usually number three. Okay, uh, yeah, first, yeah, change, yeah. Uh, first change, first change, first bowl. Drop.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Hey, yeah. Mossy, the, the build up to the Women's World Cup is. It's just getting bigger and bigger. This is going to be a tournament that, well, I'm trying to think of the right word, Mossy. not defined, but it could reshape football in this part of the world.
1: Yeah, game-changing, I Mm. think, uh, is probably the way I look at it, Ray. It's... um It's, it's a huge, huge tournament. It's the ninth, uh, Women's World Cup. It's been going for 32 years now. Um, it's the first time held in the Southern Hemisphere, so we're in for a real treat. We, we haven't experienced it here ever before. Um, it's been, uh, it's the first time it's been hosted by two countries and two confederations because obviously we're, uh, co-hosting it with New Zealand, and they're in Oceania. We're in uh, Asian, the, uh, the AFC, a- Asian Football Confederation. Um, there's been eight, eight of these tournaments, um, won by four different nations. The US have got four titles, so they are by far and away the most successful nation when it comes to the Women's World Cup. They're the current holders. Uh, they won it in France in 2019. Germany have won a couple, Japan and Norway have won the others. So, um, yeah, huge, huge tournament. Um Look, it's, it's, it's a once-in-a-generation type situation we're in at the moment too with the Socceroos last, last year in Qatar and, and obviously now hosting a Women's World Cup. So some really exciting times ahead.
0: Mossy, the Matildas are in camp uh, with an extended squad. What's the genuine and legitimate chances of them winning this tournament or how far do you think they can go?
1: Well, I think they have to go very deep into it, Bulldog. Um, and I think they're capable of going deep into it. The bookies have got them at $12 um, to, to win the tournament. Um, US are favourites, $3.50, followed by England, $4.50. And then there's a group that we're part of, and that's Spain, Germany, France, and Australia. Um, Spain head that that group uh, at $7. We're down at 12, uh, $12. New Zealand uh, at 250 Dollars to to, to to win the tournament, so they're you know they're, they're obviously up against it. But but I really think where we are is um, in and in and around the mix of, um, of of being able to threaten for the title. I, you know, mm. Gustafsson's got. We've said it a few times. You know, the Golden Generation of of Matildas. Um, well, this is probably the last. Well, this is the last shot. There, there is no doubt about that. And this this group of players needs to do something special um, to go down in history as the golden generation of, of Socceroos did, although they didn't win anything, but certainly getting to the first World Cup in 32 years uh put their names uh, in the history books. So, you know, Gustafsson and the players will be well aware of that. We've got the best uh, striker. In my opinion, we've got the best striker in world, uh, women's world football, um, in Sam Kerr, obviously. Mm. Um, but he's got to get the balance right. And um, it's been an upward trajectory for about the last eight months after a very rocky start. Uh, but we're certainly uh, in good form heading into
0: this tournament. Yeah, It's going to be just a huge tournament, and hopefully the Matildas can go deep into the World Cup. Hey, Mossy, this Saudi Arabian Pro League—how much money have they got? Unlimited.
1: Oh, Ray, honestly, it's 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 turning world football on its head. Um, you know, and, and we've seen it with uh, Lid golf, yeah, um, as well. The, the sovereign wealth fund—they've um, the public investment fund in. Saudi Arabia owns 80% of Newcastle in the EPL, um, but uh, they've just gone and signed um, Portuguese international Ruben Neves um, from um, Wolves, Wolverhampton, um, in, um, um, in in England. Sorry, I lost my train of thought because I'm looking at the figures in front of me, which is just ridiculous. Thirty million dollars a year for three years. That's six hundred thousand Aussie dollars a week, wow. yes, Bulldog, a week, wow. and he's 26 years of age. So he's still got his career ahead of him, but that's, yeah. you know, it's a life changer. And Wolves collected a uh, $90 million transfer fee, which obviously helps them out of a big financial hole because they've spent quite a bit of money on players in recent times. But he joins the likes of um, Benzema um, at 35 years of age, Ronaldo obviously 38 years of age, and Golo Kante, uh, 32 years of age. The the money is just mm. absolutely outrageous, and one of the clubs set to possibly really benefit from this is Chelsea, because we know that they're in a big financial hole. They've um, record reported losses of 120 million pounds um, over the last financial year, and they're struggling with this financial fair play, um, which allows you to record losses of 105 million over three years. Um, and they're looking at offloading the likes of uh, Koulibaly, Mendy, Zayek, Aubameyang, uh, and Lukaku as well. So See. if they can do that to Saudi, then they get out of their financial uh, hole in, in an instant, really.
0: They almost but, become uncompetitive, though, don't they?
1: Well, that's right. And, yeah. and, and you know, if you look at um, Neves in, in his case, mm-hmm. you know, he's 26 years of age, so he's still got the best years of his career ahead of him. But yeah. Yeah. He, he's taken... <laughs> If, if you like a career hit for a lifestyle hit, and he's setting himself up for life for the next two or three years, um, and he'll still be at the peak of his powers at 29 to um, to make a move to, to another big league.
0: Uh, Mossy, just quickly, the under-17s Asian mm. Cup Australia into the quarterfinals no, against Japan.
1: Yeah. yeah, real tough one. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Monday night, um, up against Japan, as you said. Um, uh, they beat Tajikistan in the um, in the, the last group game. They won two group games, so six points uh, under Brad Maloney. Graham Arnold's over there uh, lending support as well. So, um, you know, very impressed with the way they played the other night. Um, they did what they had to do. Tough conditions. They're in Bangkok. Um, you know, it's hot. It's humid. Um, you've got to manage the games well, and I thought they did that exceptionally well the other night. So, uh, tough game against Japan, but... Um, we're in there in the quarterfinals and um, it's great because the, the, the more these young players compete in these big tournaments, um, the more soccer is we produce. So I'd imagine that quite a few of these boys will be pushing for, uh, for A-League spots next season, which will be exciting.
0: And speaking of big tournaments, Mossy, less than a month to go to the Women's World Cup. You'll be giving us all the news out of the World Cup in the, in the weeks leading up to it. Thanks, as always, for joining us on a Sunday morning, Phil. Thanks, guys. Have a great day and have a safe trip, Ray. Thanks so much, Mossy.